Yo, 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 it is your boy, Nice versus Wild, and you're listening to another episode of Bear Wolf Sessions. Thank you for tuning in. Yet another Monday, yet another week, you're showing up, and I'm so proud of you. You giving a shit every single week and showing up and listening to these sessions, giving your time and attention generally means the world to me. But most importantly, it should mean a lot to you because it means that you give a shit. And the foundation to achieving literally any result or anything in this world, even all the abundance that you want, starts with giving a shit at what you care about and what you truly want. And whatever business venture, community venture, creative venture, musical venture, artist venture, you name it, whatever venture you're on that you're trying to pursue, I promise you, giving a shit is the foundation of it. Bit of a hick, bit bit of a way to start the session, right? You name it. Um, I am back in Melbourne, uh, to be honest. Uh, Caught a flight on Sunday and flew back. Uh, Lots of things in my diary this week that I really want to share with you guys. Um, but before I do that, if this is your first time listening, my name is Nigel Sushil. I am a full-time creative entrepreneur from South Auckland. I was born in a rural Fijian village called Lambasa, Bunileka, and my mission in life is to write a story that beats longer than my heart. Now, speaking of stories, when I got on that plane, I think the plane landed in Melbourne like 10, 30 or 11 at night. It was a little bit late, and uh, usually what happens if it's a late flight, I catch a bus from Melbourne Airport to the city and then I catch an Uber back to my house in Melbourne um, in, in Chatston. Probably shouldn't tell you that just but you get it. Um, so I catch this bus and and this time around the bus was packed. There was a lot of people um, and the bus driver uh, seemed foreign. He seemed like he was from India. He had a little bit of an Indian accent um, and it, he was announcing uh, how long the bus journey is going to take from the airport to the city to the to everybody on board. And I remember sitting there as this bus driver was announcing how long it was going to take, there was a lot of people at the back of the bus that actually started to muck him and started to laugh at his accent. And this kind of really pissed me off. Uh, to be honest, I was almost about to get up and go really bad, crazy wolf mode. But then I realized that that's something the old Nizer would definitely do. But then I realized that reacting in this situation isn't going to fix anything. Uh, I, I took the frustration in and I wrote in my diary. And uh, I was like, I can't wait to share it with you guys because uh, I felt like, you know, people forget that, you know, <laughs> foreigners literally keep mostly every, nearly almost every country going, uh, to be honest. And uh, that's somebody's father, mother, grandparents that's working late shifts to put food on the table. And I remember my parents used to work three to four jobs to put food on our table when I was younger. And obviously, uh, stereotyping someone's accent or, you know, mucking someone's accent can really, um, it's really not a nice thing to do. So everybody that was on that bus at the back of me that was mucking them, if you ever listen to these episodes, I hope you realize that uh, that person literally could have crashed, crashed the bus and you could have been dead, but they were literally getting you home safely. Um, so a little bit of a story that kind of pissed me off, um, but, you know, that's life. And next time, if you're in a taxi or in a bus or you're speaking to somebody that English isn't their first language, never take the piss, you know, appreciate them trying, appreciate them uh, embracing uh, the English culture and, and language. And remember, uh, they've, they literally probably know more languages than you. So, yeah, moral of the story. There you have it. Okay, so that was number point, uh, number one point I wrote in my diary this week, uh, to be honest. Uh, and it, it was a bit of a crazy one, but yeah, just, just remember that. Uh, second point I wrote in my diary this week was, uh, it was actually, 
my first time watching a sports game uh, in almost six months. I think it was the Australia game. I hope I, I, they like seven seven point five million people or something watched that game, and I was watching it at home. And uh, I just realized, man, life's been so crazy the six the last six to eight months, and uh, I've been on the grind, but like it hasn't felt like a grind because every day I wake up like and I get to do literally what I want to do. And a lot of times, um, uh, you know, I find that that's literally a privilege and a lot of people don't ever get to do that. So I'm very, very stoked to be able to do it. But like sometimes, you know, people say, take a holiday, take a break. But every day it feels like a holiday to me because I enjoy what I do so much. And I think um, me, it's crazy because I always used to watch sports games and things like that. But like the last six, six to eight months, I haven't really had the chance to do it, which I probably should because the World Cup's about to start and I'm going to get back into it, um, to be honest. But honestly, really cool to watch the game and chill out a little bit and 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 just remember that, you know, if, you're, if you want to create the life that you want to kind of make the most of, uh, create it in the things that bring you the most amount of joy. And at, at the moment, um, even though I feel like I'm always on the go, uh, I, I, it's generally my happy place and I feel like I'm, I, I thrive in, in things that I generally enjoy doing. So right now, uh, even though I haven't watched many things or been able to attend a lot of social gatherings, um, it's still been uh, super fulfilling for me to be able to do what I do on a day-to-day basis at the moment. So yeah, little note to myself there. Um, point number three that I wrote in my diary this week is, is it's actually a little bit of a sales note. Um, so if you've got a business uh, or you're you're trying to sell a product or a service or literally anything, even if you're, a, um, if you're not selling anything, you could be a musician, you could be an artist, you could be uh, you could be somebody that's uh, trying to, you know, sell themselves in an environment. Um, I think this is this point is vital. Uh, if you, I'll, I'll try to give you an example in a in, in kind of like a service environment first. If you're selling a service or a product, right? It's always good to get closure with the leads or the clients that you're chasing. So if you're running a creative agency, if you're running a business. Um, and you're like the like solo entrepreneur or solo person that is bringing the money in, right? Or you're the salesperson, right? All the leads that you get on a day-to-day basis, always try to get a yes or no from the lead. No matter how hard you have to try, no matter how many follow-ups you have to do, two to three, because your time is as important as the client's time. And I think I need, I really need you to value that. Because a lot of times we forget, like you know, that that you're running a business or you're running a movement or you're running uh, 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 a venture that also needs to make money for you to survive and thrive. So if people are wasting your time, like tell them, just say, hey, look, there's other people that I'd rather work with or that wants to work with me. Can you please give me a yes or no if you if you like that deal or if you like that package or if you like this service or if you like to go ahead obviously give them time to think about it blah 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 and let them know hey you're going to do a follow-up in two weeks if you want to go ahead with it and i think um that's like a little bit of a context um especially when we deal with our clients in the creative agency space is like i try to you know follow up in the most polite manner um because i I want them to know that you know that us me um giving you time is actually like telling you that, hey, look, like uh, um, I value your time and your decision-making and you should value 
our time. So if that's like a email follow up, like even one word or three words saying, hey, just following up if you want to want to go ahead with us or if you don't want to go ahead with us, that's absolutely fine. If you found somebody else, that's absolutely fine as well. Um, just let us know because then we can move on to the next one. I think getting closure in a sales environment can be vital, especially if you're starting out or if you're if you're new to the whole sort of entrepreneurial space or, or whatever craft you're in, um, because closure can help you move on. Uh, it can, even in a relationship, right? You get the gist, like it can help you to have peace in your mind. Okay, I didn't get that one onto the next one. And and you it can you can create c- constant movement uh, towards your craft and really not get hung up. Like I get rejected like four, five, four, five, I've been rejected a lot of times. Um, and I think on a day-to-day basis, uh, it's being able to, you know, take those rejections as like key learnings um, and remember that, your clients and your customers should really value your time as much as you value their time and just let them know, uh, set expectations. And as long as you're really good at objection handling and setting up uh, expectations, uh, you can really uh, make a lot of ground in that space and getting closure is literally the foundation of making sure you're spending your time wisely in your business. But yeah, a point, little point I made in my diary this week about you know making sure we get closure in sales environments and projects and things like that. Um, I started thinking about this lately. Is in my business, uh, even future weddings, right? Oh, big love to future weddings for sponsoring this episode. I forgot to mention. I, I don't know if I mentioned it, but yeah, shout out to future weddings for sponsoring every single beer wolf sessions. Let's go, go check them out in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, back to the back to the show. Okay, okay. All right, here we go. Second, uh, actually, I don't know. I think we're on number three now. Uh, number three note I wrote in my diary, or number four here, is. Uh, whatever whatever you're trying to sell, just remember that if you can sell something that's more than a service and a product and create an experience for your customers, they're going to remember you for the long run. And I've been really trying to do this on in every area of my life, in the Beer Wolf movement, in, in the Great South Road Running Festival, in, um, in Feature Weddings, in uh, Feature Studio. Like I've been really trying to create experiences for clients and really map out the customer journey, as they say. And I think uh, when we can do this for long periods of time, people are going to remember you and your business in a way where, oh, actually, Brian's such a great photographer, or Sam's such a great artist, or uh, Sarah's such a great um, dancer, like whatever you're doing, right? it's about creating experiences that people can remember because when you, when you, I don't really want to say like emotions, but like when you sell on experiences and emotions, like that's what a lot of people resonate with. And a lot of times in my, in my journey, um, some of my greatest wins have come from um, people embracing the experience that I give them because I've made them feel a certain way. And I think for me personally, it comes from like a very emotive sort of selling style, um, which always wants the best for people. And I think that's probably my nature. Like it's always been about giving, giving, giving and not expecting anything in return. And sometimes it kind of works out and sometimes it doesn't. But I really want you to think about that, right? It's about how you approach a situation and then also how you interact and then also how how they perceive you. And if you come across genuine um, in whatever craft and field that you're on in, 
um, you're going to get wins because like you're just being real and authentic and being yourself. And every time I show up on these sessions, I'm just being myself. And sometimes I talk about good ideas and sometimes I talk about bad ideas and it's the same story, right? And hopefully if you're listening and if there's one or, one or two things that you can pick up and apply into your own areas of life and business and creativity and whatever you call it, I think you'll be able to win in most things in life. And I think um, when you can do that consistently and create experiences uh, and whatever uh, experiences in people, you, you're going to win. Uh, I promise you, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna thrive. Your business is gonna thrive, and you're gonna create future demand. And future demand is exactly what you want to create. Okay, so that was point number four. Uh, point number five, I wrote in my diary this week. Uh, is quite deep, actually. Um, I, I was listening to a podcast about storytelling, and uh, they were talking about um, the difference between stories and narratives, which I thought was so cool how they described it. And I'm going to share it with you. So a story has a start, middle and end, and it, it and it usually is event-based. A narrative is a belief idea and is usually shared between, sometimes between a community organization or uh, a worldview. And I think this is spot on. Uh, a lot of times, uh, a lot of times stories, like I'll give you an example, like um, you, me, come, like that story I shared at the start of this episode, that was a story, right? That was a story um, of the events that happened, somebody mucking the bus driver um, on uh, because of his accent. Um, you get the drift, right? That was a story that I shared. It was an event that happened on the bus coming back from Melbourne Airport to the city, right? But a narrative, right? is the narrative of Indians, for example, having accents, right? <laughs> this is probably not going to make any sense, but you get it. But it's the belief that like somehow we just like decide to muck people because it, it, it maybe sounds funny, but it's the psychological thoughts that have created those type of cycles in our heads. And uh, probably not a good example there, to be honest, but you get what I mean. Like, you know, the timeless belief systems are narratives and the things that have been passed on from generations to generations is is narratives. And, um, and I think uh, whatever narrative that you've created in your own mind, it's not only the narrative that you tell, but also the narrative others tell about you maybe your own craft and your own business. So really think about it in a business context. I'm trying to think of a really good example, which isn't really coming to me. But if think about your business or your 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 idea and and think about it in a way of what narrative is this selling? What what narrative is this going to sell or what is the timeless trigger in this? And I think when you understand timeless triggers, what I mean by timeless triggers is the the commonly shared truth. I'll give you an example. Uh, a lot of us, as humans and individuals, always sense, uh, always seek a sense of belonging. Well, as humans, and we always try to find a sense of belonging in environments, right? And that is a timeless truth in a narrative. 
like passed on from generations to generations. It's human behavior. We want to fit in. We want to we want to create a sense of belonging in environments and in organizations and communities and things like that. And that is a timeless truth. And that's a narrative that's been passed on. And I and and when we understand narratives and the learnings that we've learned and the things that we have to unlearn to be able to thrive in communities and organizations and environments, I think we start to really unpack the the real truths within us and uh, i don't know i wrote that in my diary and i think um it's it's a great point you know when we can understand the difference between a story and a narrative and me telling you guys that story about that about the bus driver and then how people reacting and why are they reacting that way what's the narrative that's causing that reaction is actually the example that i was trying to get to but I really want you guys to think about that. And um, hopefully that's like giving you some sort of light bulb moment. Uh, hopefully hopefully it sparks a little bit of an idea in terms of how people communicate, how people treat each other and how we can treat um, our own customers and, 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 and clients uh, to be able to show them and show them the, the, the narrative that we want to get across to be able to thrive for the long term and create that future demand but yeah that was uh, a bit of a point i wrote in my diary this week which was pretty cool um okay and a uh, couple more points i wrote in my diary this week was i think we're up to number five number six was always have a possibility mindset i think this is great uh, a lot of times um i felt like uh i've always had a possibility mindset and a lot of times people you know, attract to that possibility mindset. And if you can, if you can have a possibility mindset consistently, you'll find a, a lot of energy coming towards your way because you you can see the future before it happens. You you can create a vision of the future before it happens. And a lot of times, people get stuck in the in the in the in a, in a sense of stagnant in in their in their ideas and their thoughts and their in their mind because they they don't have a possibility mindset and uh i encourage you to have a possibility mindset this week and and really think about that um and hopefully uh it takes you to where you want to go uh and the last point i wrote in my diary this week is this is a big one i think this is point number six is character trumps credentials Character trumps credential. You get the gist. Character always wins. Doesn't matter how smart you are or how great you are. No matter how many PhDs you've got, no matter how many degrees you've got, no matter how many certificates you've got, doesn't matter how educated you are, your character will always win in any situation, to be honest. The person that you come across and the actions that you show to the world and towards others is what matters. So the character of those people in the bus, right? How, how, did that, how did that make you feel when I was telling you that story? All right. So whatever you're doing, all right, uh, your credentials do not, mat- do not matter. Uh, my fob is coming out. Can't say that word for some weird reason. But you get what I mean. Um, you know, like your credentials don't matter as much as your character and your character and your art and your craft and your actions do matter. So I want you to embrace your character for the good and remember the the intentions that you bring out in your character is what's important. And sometimes if you feel like you don't have the right character and you need to change an identity 
and unpack your identity to be able to grow, do it. Don't get attached to an identity, which we talked about in the last session, right? So uh, embrace the character and embrace the person you are. Embrace in a, in a sense where you can you can create positive impact with the character and and let people see your character. Like let people see your character through your actions, not only your words. Because character is only, you can only see someone's character through their actions. So whatever you're doing in your business, in your community, in your craft, remember that every single moment that you interact with somebody or you you talk to somebody or you you communicate or you you, you are showing the character that they want to that, that you are showing a character that they're going to perceive of you right so what character are you showing up with every single day and how is this making the other person feel but not only that what narrative are they creating in their own mind of you and remember it's never really been about what everybody else thinks but i want you to know that your intentions and your character to yourself is is probably the most important part so keep doing what you're doing keep showing up and keep showing that love and remember that love always kills stereotypes regardless so keep showing up Keep doing your craft. Keep showing that love to every single body. Keep giving. And remember, you got this. And um, yeah, that's pretty much me. Uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Bear Wolf Sessions. Uh, if you've been enjoying every single session, I encourage you to leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcast. I think that's what it's called. Um, go chuck a review on Apple Podcast because I think you can write actually write a review. Um, so yeah, go whatever you want to do. Take a screenshot, share it, send me a message. You name it if you've been enjoying these sessions. If this session didn't make any sense, just just be nice to people. That's literally the idea that I was trying to get across. And and just remember your character is literally the most important thing. It's probably more important than your education. So yeah. So uh, that's me. Keep being a wolf. Keep going. And I will see you next week. Peace. Keep being a wolf. Keep going. Let's go.